my name is Jordan Mayer. Welcome back to Your Smile Makes Flowers Bloom, a podcast where I learn from other parents and educators so together we can help children thrive. This podcast episode is going to be a little bit different. Today's recording will be the final episode for season one. In this episode, we will not be having a guest. Instead, I will explore ideal conditions for plants and connect that to ideal conditions for children to thrive. I understand that it's not a perfect analogy. However, I think there are some really important points to consider. With that being said, let's jump into the final episode of season one. I hope you enjoy. I'd like to begin today's episode with a quote from Sir Ken Robinson. In his book, Creative Schools, The Grassroots Revolution That's Transforming Education, he writes, I've said that education is a living process that can best be compared to agriculture. Gardeners know that they don't make plants grow. They don't attach roots, glue the leaves, and paint the petals. Plants grow themselves. The job of the gardener is to create the best conditions for that to happen. Good gardeners create those conditions and poor ones don't. It's the same with teaching. Good teachers create the conditions for learning and poor ones don't. Good teachers also know that they are not always in control of these conditions. For me, that's such a powerful quote and it made me think, What are great conditions for plants? And can we learn a little bit about those conditions for plants and apply that to creating good conditions for children? As I thought about that, I came up with five different ideas and I hope that they will be helpful to you and help us learn uh, how we can help all children thrive. So the first one that I thought of was simply patience. Plants take time to grow. This morning, I actually planted a bunch of um, bean seeds in my garden, and I would love to see them sprout and be growing by the end of the day, but that's simply not going to happen. I need to be patient. I need to wait for the sun to do its work. I need to water um, the soil, and I need to have faith and trust that these plants will grow, but it's gonna take some time. And the same is also true for our children. I think we all want to see our students and our children reading and and writing um, and doing all sorts of amazing things. Um, However, this learning, it takes time. I think when we understand this, we might put less pressure on children and give them the time and space that they need to grow. It won't happen overnight, but with time, with patience, it will happen. The second idea that came to mind is support. Um, In my garden, I have snap peas, I have tomatoes, Both of those kind of plants, they need some sort of structure or support system so that the plant won't fall over. The support system, it holds them up, 
and helps them reach their full potential as a plant so that they can produce them as much fruit as possible. The same is also true for our children. Every child needs some kind of support. Maybe the curriculum is too hard or too challenging. And maybe the curriculum is a little bit easy. Um, as teachers, as parents, we need to make sure that we're providing enough support for those children to thrive um, in either case. Whether that's coming up with a uh, individualized plan, where we are meeting that child's specific needs. And I think in doing so, they will thrive and reach their full potential as well. The next idea I thought of is sunshine. We've heard since childhood that plants need plenty of sunshine in order to survive. So we know sunshine helps with the process of photosynthesis, where plants can make food through sunlight, carbon dioxide, and water. And when I think of the word sunshine, I also think of the word warmth. Our kids need warmth in their lives to thrive. They need to have someone who notices them, smiles at them, laughs with them, and maybe even cries with them. It's so simple, but I think it's something that we forget so often. Sometimes children may see, say something funny, and that might disrupt the lesson a little bit. But if it's genuinely funny, I think it's okay to laugh, um, to take a moment and, uh, yeah, to, to smile, to smile at our kids. I think a smile can, can really change and, and turn a, a child's day around. The fourth idea I thought is soil. Soil provides plants with a base for roots to grow into. And it also provides essential nutrients that plants need. If you've ever had a plant that started to wilt, maybe you added some fertilizer to the soil. And often the plant begins to grow and produce fruit once again. When I think of the word soil, the word dirt also comes to mind. And for me, that kind of means that children need to get dirty in order to bloom. They shouldn't be afraid to make mistakes or try something new and learn from their experience, whether that experience was positive or negative. And I think this means that children actually need to get dirty, that they need to put their hands in the soil, get sap on their clothes, or jump into a big pile of leaves. How else can they explore and, and make an emotional attachment to the world? The final idea that I thought of is water. Without water, plants quickly shrivel up. This is because essential nutrients are unable to travel throughout the plant. When I think of water, the term refreshment comes to mind. So I have this idea of using a washcloth for washing dishes. When a washcloth is placed in water, it becomes saturated. However, when we wring the cloth out, it's empty and dry. The same process happens with children. 
when our students come to school, they use a lot of energy to learn lots of different skills and concepts. And at the end of the day, students have been wrung out and they need time to be refreshed. This can happen in so many different ways. It might be through eating healthy meals, getting lots of sleep, definitely having a lot of time for unstructured play, or even participating in moments of silence. I think in doing so will help children slow down so they can absorb everything that they have learned. As mentioned previously, this is not a perfect analogy by any means. However, I think if we apply these five different topics to children, we'll be on the right track to helping them thrive in our world today. And I want to mention that my dream is to see all children thrive. Children of every race, children of every age, children who have so many different skills and gifts. All children, not some, not most, but all. This is not an easy task. And I'm so thankful and grateful for wonderful parents and teachers who are committed to this cause. Thank you for all of the hard work that you do that often goes unnoticed. Thank you for your time, your effort, your tears. Thank you for investing in our children who are the future for our world. If ever you want to talk to me about helping children thrive in our world, please reach out to me. I would be more than happy to talk to you, to learn from you, to listen. I pray that I would approach this topic with humility, not as somebody who has all the answers, as I certainly do not, but somebody who is willing um, to learn, to invest time, so that we can live in a world where all children are given equal opportunity to thrive. As I record this final episode, our world is hurting and demanding for change. Change that will last and result in all people being treated fairly. For too long, voices have been ignored. For too long, we have turned a blind eye to injustice. For too long, we have not treated one another as we would want to be treated. As a white male, I confess that I've made many excuses for my lack of action. I'm starting to realize that in doing nothing, I am contributing to the problem. I am determined to no longer be part of the problem and instead learn how I can be part of the solution. This will require humility, courage, and authenticity. 
pray that I will listen and learn about racial inequality that has happened and continues to happen far too often. I also pray that I will act and stand in solidarity with my brothers and sisters in my own community and with those around the world. As I think about this incredibly important topic, I think of Mr. Rogers, an individual who is committed to treating all people with kindness and love and respect. I appreciate his lyrics in the song, It's You I Like. In the song he sings, It's you I like, every part of you, your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new. I hope that you'll remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like. As this season comes to a close, I would like to end with a prayer. I understand that not everyone who is listening will be a person of faith. If that's the case for you, please reflect on the words that I speak. This prayer is a prayer for racial healing and can be found on the Catholic Charities website. God of justice, in your wisdom, you create all people in your image without exception. Through your goodness, open our eyes to see the dignity, beauty, and worth of every human being. Open our minds to understand that all your children are brothers and sisters in the same human family. Open our hearts to repent of racist attitudes, behaviors, and speech which demean others. Open our ears to hear the cries of those wounded by racial discrimination and their passionate appeals for change. Strengthen our resolve to make amends for past injustices and to right the wrongs of history. And fill us with courage that we might seek to heal wounds, build bridges, forgive and be forgiven and establish peace and equality for all in our communities. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.